Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You bring people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese in France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superheroes speak i'm your host dave now i'm john jd small group tonight small group i know i feel tiny we start at what is right that is how you measure success <laughs> oh i just got off the phone with my wife i'm sorry my girlfriend <laughs> was that a freudian slip there my friend jeepers and she did say that sometimes it's too many dick jokes just putting there that out there dick- and I'm there you go agreement. making another hold on there you go again making another <laughs> dick joke you're just putting it out there <laughs> Phrasing. I'm not putting anything out there. You're putting it in there, sliding it back and forth. That's what she said. That is what she said. Literally, this time, that is what she said. (laughs) I hope everybody notices that I refrain from these little tete-a-tetes. I'm sorry, what did you say about tits? Oh, Oh, Christ on a stick. All right. Hey, you're getting blasphemous. I'm just making sex (laughs) jokes. All right, so John, so you can compose yourself. Let's, Let's change topics. How are you doing? What's new in your world? I get a minion this week. I, fi- I finally, they finally let me hire somebody at work. So we'll actually have some, with the with millions of dollars that I am currently holding hostage because they don't have, they didn't give me enough resources at work. So I I get to train somebody. And the fun thing is <clears throat> that I start training them on Tuesday and then Friday I'm taking off for Disney World. <clears throat> so it's three days of training and then good luck. See ya. <laughs> I'll be gone. That reminds uh, me that we need to get a, we need a fill in for you for next week. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. John's going to miss the show. That's like the first time ever. That's not the first time ever. No. First time. I think it might be the first time since you've been on. Or... There's, been times John... There's been times John's been MIA. Thank you, Drew. We guys should stick to the porn star talk. You should have heard me before the show. Dave sounds <laughs> like Mega. Does Dave sound like Megatron to anybody else? Or he Star did Scream? for a second there. He's pixelating. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Someone I have low internet connection. You got it. Yeah, all right. Here, here's my one yeah. for the night. You got to stop loading, downloading porn while we're doing the show, man. <laughs> It really, it, it really strangles your pipe. Who downloads oh. porn anymore? You can just live stream everything. It's right there. All right, there's my one for. Are we gonna live stream some porn? Wait, what? No. All right. Oh, and I'm the one that makes too many for, dick jokes. Oh, okay. Forget I said. Look, yeah. So I'm going to Disney World, and it's gonna be fun. And sayonara, suckers. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you in two weeks after this. All right. How about you, JD? Oh, good week. Starting, we're back again to wrestling practice. Actually, have, we're having it on Sundays this year, which is different. 
So that's going to be, we're Sunday mornings. It's going to be a change, which is fine. It was fine. I had a day with my kid. My kid and I went to practice and then we lifted. I showed him how to do kettlebell lifts. So he was swinging his little 10 pound kettlebell around. It was awesome. And then we went to the movies and I still have my gigantic soda left over. It was like $9. So I'm going to keep it. I'm, you damn believe I got a refill. <laughs> exactly. So I have a, I got hosed today by AMC. He got the small, by the way. He got the small. Which small was like huge too. But anyway, I got my tickets. So we're at lunch. We went to Panera and I bought my tickets. My wife said, oh, buy them online. Always buy them online beforehand. I said, okay, fine. So listen to the wife. Buy them online. The damn phone set my location wrong. So I wound up buying tickets to the wrong theater. A theater was like 40 miles away. And then I get there and I'm like, we have to cancel this thing in five minutes. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I quickly bought a sort of ticket, sat down, went to cancel. And they said, no. You cannot cancel your tickets. No, We're sorry. Dave. We're sorry, Dave. You're <laughs> fucked, Dave. Was that Fandango you did it through? No, nah, AMC regulars, AMC's site. I'm just uh, so mad. It put me in a bad mood to, to start the movie off. So I spent good. a lot of money to go see. But I hung out with my kids, so it's not so bad. Uh, is that going to cloud your judgment? No, I don't think so. Okay. Maybe that, the first that's funny because... That's funny because I got $5 off of this because I've been going to so many movies lately. I, I, Regal has... a point system and i've been yeah. stoking points for years and i didn't realize it because i always buy through fandango but it's attached to my regal account so like this just today they finally at the counter they're like oh by the way do you have any idea do you know you have thirty thousand points I'm like really <laughs> okay free that, ticket fine that's sweet yeah is that what the kids are calling it nowadays stroking points wait oh what? stop it hey and then, and then she got me complaining about you because I did one. You've done five now. <laughs> so they give me the I'm free ticket. I'm doing to see if she's watching. <laughs> they give me the free ticket and then they charge me twice as much for the pretzel bites. Man, it is a ri- I can't believe what I paid for drinks and a popcorn. Although I did get the world's largest popcorn to the point where I ate it because I paid for it and I was nauseous afterwards for eating a ridiculous amount of popcorn. And then I got a refill, so I had to pee twice during the movie. It wouldn't even touch the popcorn anymore because popcorn's the stuff good. they put on it is just it's three methyl groups away from plastic, Probably especially true. the. Yeah. Yeah. Especially what the what they call butter. It's I would I don't like the ten. I don't like a lot of butter in my popcorn anyway. So that's I don't get. You know, some people like to cover that stuff in the butter oil concoction. I find that gross. I like my popcorn a little bit on the dry side. Actually, uh, interesting fact: more salt. That yeah, the yeah. butter flavor stuff is actually made from coconut oil. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. So coconut oil on plastic. It's just it really it's is. Cheaper. I've heard it's really bad for you. So anyway, I go in with, I take the snack, the little snack bags full of like peanuts or whatever I'm noshing. So you, so you sneak food into the movie theater. That's I do. I'm sure I am the, I'm sure I'm the only one. I, I wish I'd have thought <laughs> of that today. Well, I was going to say, I went to the movie with my girlfriend and I had bought her a bag of the Jelly Belly popcorn flavored jelly beans because of her favorite. So she had those while we were watching. Well, about, what was that about laser beak and shockwave? <laughs> what? You, your voice all like that was good. digitized. That was good. You were like, that's weird because it's, it's not happening on my end. Because you're behind whatever. She likes the Jelly Belly cotton candy flavored jelly beans. Not cotton candy, I'm sorry. Buttered popcorn flavored jelly beans. Ugh, so, that's a thing? So I Actually, bought those. I, no, the Jelly Belly versions are good. Okay. So the Jelly I Belly the, versions are okay. So I bought those for her, and that's what she was eating while we were watching the movie. But I didn't, I didn't buy them at the movie theater. We snuck those in too. Yeah, I'm gonna have to pull that move off again. With, but the kid, so I got probably got a seven year old. So he's that's not right. And I'm, he's a narc too, so he'll tell on me if we try to do it. Hello, Tim Jones. You've been quiet last couple of weeks. Yeah, off to your dad joke. It's because he's a real content. 
It's a, he's a real content maker. That's what true. That's he's a good point. Busy. <laughs> it used to be a real content maker. Yeah. Used to be. Yeah. I'm trying to get back in the swing of things. It's hard. Hey, anytime you need me to pay you to kill me. I do. I need time to write okay. the thing where much you need to die. That's what happens when you get a real job. That sucks ass. Fine. Hey. I'm back in the swing. I'm back in the swing. Fortunately, my real job only is nine months a year. There you go. That is a very good place to be, I think. <laughs> I'm happy. Sort of. <sighs> yeah. How are you, Dave? How was your weekend? Yeah, what's going on? I was good. I went to the movie and didn't, uh, didn't really do much else. I had, do have a slight cold. You don't now, see. and and I've been very mucusy, so I might have to mute here and there tonight. I blame my girlfriend because she works in the health room at her school. Look, Tim lost his voice. There's a picture of it oh, on Jesus. a milk carton. Oh my God! There's our uh, dad joke. There, sour, there gra- sour grapes available in finer newspapers across this great land. Yes. Yeah, so that's it. Oh, I got caught up on The Mandalorian. I also am caught up on The Mandalorian. I know. I... You sent me a message about it. I'm caught up. You are caught up? Yes. The okay. last episode was long. And boring. That seems Not to so be... much. That's, I mean, I mean, I mean, the, I'm going to say this, that seems to be the overall consensus on the internet. Like, everyone's complaining about the third episode because there's barely any Mando in it and... It's a lot of, but it, you're, I think we're setting up the main villain for the. I agree. No. I agree. That's what we're doing. But I don't know, man. I, they got oh. they introduced something. Okay, are we transitioning? Are we doing Mandalorian talk? Yeah, now? let's do Mandalorian. Okay, let's do Mandalorian. Talk. You're setting up for Snoke, right? Like or Snoke? Snoke is out there already. And, and Snoke Sno- or Thrawn? Snoke. I don't want Snoke. Mm-hmm. I want because Thrawn. Thrawn. Thrawn is still out with Ezra, whatever. Miller. Or Urza. Yeah. <laughs> Better. Better no, than no. Yeah. was it good? He, he's with Bridger, still lost in hyperspace somewhere with the whales. Like we don't know what his fate is yet, so it's got to be Snoke. And the reason why that that double agent is taking out genetics guy is because he's the one that's working on the stuff for Palpatine, or his work was used for Palpatine and Snoke. Yes, fair. I will counter this with Snoke. We know what happens to Snoke, and he goes out like a chode. So if this is. Dave Filoni and John Favreau's attempt to rehabilitate him. I'm going to give him the side eye right I, now because I'm not interested in that. They, but yeah. we'll see. Can't rehabilitate oh. him, but they have to fit him in somewhere. And this is this seems like the best, the most plausible way to to say, "Hey, this was all." I, I don't want to sideline the favorite thing going on in Star Wars right now to justify. Something people didn't like. Exactly. Well, it's good, but it's going to come in. It's going to come into play at some point, probably. I don't Fair. know what this woman's doing on Coruscant, but probably gonna... causing trouble. Eating, it, it, eating cookies. Yeah. But it also shows the weakness yes, of, of the YouTube chat is working. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. It also shows the weakness of the New Republic. Like their weakness is that Fair. I don't know if it's a play Here's... on 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 politics or what, but it it's is. Like, they're just being yeah. really stupid about everything. Kind of. You know? If we're to believe the prequel trilogy, sequel trilogy. The New Republic doesn't last a whole long time because it's full of idiots. So this well, is a story de- about those idiots. Yeah, so, even, even in this, they said they were decommissioning the New Republic fleet. And we know already that Leia spoke against it and then took most uh, what was left of the fleet and took off. And that's what becomes the New Resistance. She, okay, here's my <laughs> thing about this. I want the story about the Mandalorians. I know. Like I watched, I was in, okay, I'm in. I watched Mando purify himself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. So I'm good. That was great. Thank you, John. I thought you'd appreciate it. I got it. Thank you. I was saving that one. I was very happy when I thought of that. Who was that? Dr. Demento, right? No, no, that's Prince. That's Purple Rain. Prince. Okay. 
It's Purple Rain, the movie. Oh my God. There's, there's uh, another uh, Dr. Mento part. For my fellow old heads. No, and then and it was good. I'm, and the kid, they did some cool Bo Katan. Bo Katan inadvertently gets herself rehabilitated, you know, rehabilitated, <laughs> rechristened, and she's like, I don't want this. Have you taken no. your helmet off? And she's no, no, no you're she, back in whether you want it or not. And she's like, shit. All right. She doesn't know. She, she wants it. She wants hmm. this because she wants who, take who, from the inside. What was the name of the episode? I don't remember. The oh, apostate. No, oh, that's uh, the, the first episode. I thought was the, that was the first episode. Yeah. Oh, God. It's, yeah, everybody's All screaming right, you, at you, me right now. No, the thing is, the name of the episode is the problem because we don't know which one it is. We don't know if it's the oh, woman gonna... or if it's Boba Katan because oh. she's infiltrating their group so she can take it over from inside. That, in, she inside. lost her group, which is fine. That's cool. I like that. I'm okay. It's going to set up the conflict between Bo Katan and Manda, which the is armorer. I'm fine. I'm and in. The armorer. And the armorer because Bo Katan, mm. as we saw, Bo Katan got herself that dark saber back. Yeah. While Mando decided to take a nap 30,000 leagues under the sea. Yeah. And it, the name of the episode was The Convert. And we don't know which one it is. Uh, yeah. But also, I thought they were setting up the genetic stuff that maybe Baby Yoda or Grogu might be a clone or something. I didn't think of that. No, they, um, were, they were trying to use him to see if they could clone a Force user, which leads into Snoke and Palpatine. Because they were trying, that's, that's how he cloned a new body. Yeah, they needed to clone a force user. That's why they were looking for people who were force so, sensitive. No, no, this no. I love you, Dave Filoni, but if you're going to use this thing that we already love to try to justify a sloppy ass beginning to the Rise of Skywalker, I'm going to call foul, sir, well, because you guys brought back Palpatine in the fucking crawl. In the crawl, you couldn't yeah. even work it into the story. You put, and I was, dude, I'm an apologist for the prequel, with the sequel trilogy. I enjoyed it, but that was lame shit right there, man. They Very brought him fair. back in the crawl. Okay, but for we no reason. I, there's got to be a reason why he's doing. Yeah, they could have easily left this history happening somewhere else while we got the story of the Mandalorian. So we it's know this is up. probably everything is tying into the Mandalorian. Like like of Boba course. Fett tied into it. Everything else is going to tie into this. Yes. We so we there's got to be some reason that this got put in. Here's my problem with this. This was boring. That is my critique of that. Yeah. The third episode, it T-boned the momentum of the show, and it doesn't pick back up until we get back to the characters we're invested in, because I'm not, you haven't done much to make me care about this character since season one. And they do this a lot. They bring people back for after long periods of time, but that guy wasn't particularly interesting. Thank you, Drew. Drew agrees with me. That guy wasn't <laughs> particularly interesting the first time around, and then we don't even get a name. You get a very George Lucas TH113, THX1138 character names yeah. for everybody. And it was just like... They did give him his... Yeah. He did introduce it's himself. A, it's a, yeah, but he gets rehabilitated. It's just... It's okay. It's he doesn't even remember his own name now. He's, but it's he's also gone. He's been he lobotomized. He got mind flared. Yeah. It's also one of those things where, what you call it, as soon as they pick, get the stuff and then you start hearing noises on the ship, I'm like, oh, crap. She double-crossed them. This is a setup. Oh, yeah. I saw that. that yeah. The yeah, whole thing was a psyop. The whole thing was a psyop. It was, like, readily apparent as, you, soon, as soon as she walked in the when he was giving the speech. She like the way Here's, she was acting and then giving the crackers. Boom. Done. Yeah, it was thing, it was the in, whole thing was, he, it was a perfect psyop. And here's the thing, too. I don't think she is the terribly charismatic character. Right. Yeah. Katie Sackhoff is Bo-Katan. Good. Interesting. Yes, Layered true. character. Very mm-hmm. good. Nameless inf- imperial apologist. Not very interesting. No. Well, maybe may, maybe it will, because she dropped a hint that she was probably she, she was basically 
born into this. Like she said, she never had a choice. She was probably trained from she's probably trained from MC. She's one step away from twirling a mustache. It was just, it was very, we're better than this. Again, I really liked the first two. I thought the first two episodes were great. That third one, the middle part of the story really T-boned it for me. I just wasn't invested enough in the story. Yeah, I I, I, I'm going to say I don't disagree with putting it in. No, I agree. I feel, I feel, I feel the way they did it was horrible because it's yeah. such a long middle part. Like they could have intertwined it with what was going on with Mando. So you, it kept you interested in the whole show. It drags, man. It yeah. really drags. That's my big critique is it drags. And they make us really care. They try to invest us in these characters that we're really not that invested in. Yeah. And it's like in a side chapter in a novel where, again, I'm a Stephen King reader, so I see this all the time. I had to force myself oh, to watch God. it. You can tell Tim's been away for a few weeks. He's getting all oh, this God. stuff out now. Sour grapes. <laughs> Buying a newspaper. Yeah. I just, I felt like it was a little just too much. Like, again, it was one, it was like one of those chapters in a novel where you go off and you do a side thing for a little bit and then you come back. And yeah. usually that's okay, but... I don't know. It just wasn't doing it for me this week. Like I really, I'm really invested in what's going on with the Mandalorians and I want more of that. And I'm going to say this, you binged these three episodes, right? I, I did binge them. So I the them first, yeah, the first two are a little shorter and they're all Mando and it's all yeah. what he's up to. And then all of a sudden, boom, we hit the side story in the third episode. And I, I can definitely see it feeling more T-boned if you're watching, if you're binging it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I was thinking. It just made me go, boy, I wish I had done this two weeks ago and waited a week. That's exactly what I thought when I watched that third episode. Because yeah. I was really liking those first two, especially the end of episode two. I'm like, oh, all right, I'm in. And then I, and then we wrap it up, and then it's just, oh, here are these characters that I remember. Yeah. All right. Let's... I, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't see that way. I th- I'm, I get it. I'm just, if there's no payoff to this, then, there will... then I'm with you. But if there there's a payoff, a payoff to this, then... There will you know, because, be a path, and it might be a good path. I just don't particularly care for the execution. I thought it was too long. I thought it I was know. too drawn out, and but I just for, didn't care that much. See, I like watching this kind of stuff, like this intrigue and spy. Right, but also, so they, for me, it was it was interesting. You're right; it was weird to just throw it right in the middle when we had gained. Like the last scene we had was, oh look, there's a mythosaur. I thought, myth. What the hell? Sorry, Tweety Bird there. But it's just, it's it's weird to stop. Maybe they, they could have done it as like a, a net, an extra net episode or something. No, it was so, fine. Like I said, I get why they had to do it. I just, I wish we had more investment in these characters well, and I wish they were better. I wish it, these were better, more interesting characters. It felt like the opposite of the Boba Fett show where it all of a sudden turned into Mandalorian season. Mandalorian two, two and a half, yeah. Two Which and a half for, for a bunch of episodes and then went back to, Which, to Boba Fett. So that worked, needed that. They did because the Boba Fett thing was, was dragging a little bit. So I honestly feel the less time, the more time Pedro Pascal is off screen, the worse the show gets sometimes. But I also was like, so we spent all this time with this character just so that she could get that the those things off of the ship and get his research. And then like we threw the character away we like erased him we spent you know what i'm saying his mind got erased so i don't think they're going to go back to him like he's gone she did it for a couple of reasons one but, make but, sure that he could never talk about what research he was really mm-hmm. doing because the obviously the new republic was too stupid to understand that it was important and number two she got a list of all the things he needed to do to continue his research meaning that she now knows she now has this case that she can bring to Snoke or I, to Palpatine and say, here's it. what you need. I all get it. Rock. All of it makes sense. Nine episodes. I get all of that. My big concern is the character is boring. 
the actress playing her is boring flat that is my concern is the execution i understand why they did it i think it's one of the few misfires the show has had is i don't find her character i didn't find the genesis character either to be that interesting to begin with if you'd have just started off with the two of them sneaking in and info dumped me all that information as they were sneaking out of the ship and then she turned on them i would think i would have been okay with that Tim, this is episode 501 of the podcast. Just so you know. Five. <laughs> My bad. I'm good with it, so. That's okay. We can have varying opinions. Yeah, but we'll see what the payoff Uh-oh. is, right? Uh-oh. If the payoff is... Oh, Don. Oh, Don. Oh, Don Beck. Okay, Mega Level Nerds, our man Don. It was interesting to see the current state of Coruscant. I agree with that. And Ilya Lane's character going into the big and this needed development. They just needed to do it. They just decided to do it in this episode. I agree with all of that. I would rather it have been broken up over the course of three episodes. Yeah. Personally. You mean as little yeah. mid parts across? Break it up a little bit, like five minutes here, five minutes there. Would have been a little work. more palpable. Palpatineable? Yeah. <laughs> to me. Oh. Tim's here. That's bad influence. And- and to what All you're right. saying, it wouldn't have stopped Let's, the um, It wouldn't have the stopped the flow of the momentum. That's my biggest concern okay. is I really feel like it T-boned <clears throat> the story that's really getting interesting. This gotcha. Mando, this Mando really feeling like he has to redeem himself when he's done nothing wrong is interesting to me. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're welcome, Tim. All um, right, let's yeah. let's T-bone this episode. We do that every oh. week. I go to social media. Can we do that <laughs> on on YouTube We're without getting struck? <laughs> I thought you said we were. You wanted less dick jokes, sir. All right, so let's start off with. This is your fault. This is you. Mine. It's all mine. Kassan tweeted at us this week. He said, <clears throat> "Based on the enthusiastic comments of JD, I want to see Puss in Boots with the family. It was a great movie. Grade A writing, pe- piecing and animation. Oh, pacing, pacing and animation. My son Lust. was my son, an aspiring anime gatekeeper." What a line! Anime-inspired fight scenes. What he? But first of all, Cassandra spot-on with his observations with all of this. Movies. I fantastic. hold on. Let's continue real quick. I got to see the trailer for Into the Spider Verse two and was surprised at how good it looks. Even more baffling, my wife, who finds no joy in superhero movies, asked about it the the first one and where to watch it. I'm falling in love with her all over again. I replied, "You win the term. You win for the term." an aspiring anime gatekeeper. (laughs) And he replied with, it would be funnier if it was a joke. He constantly corrects me when I mispronounce a character's name or if anime, or if I watch anime dubbed, I have to remind him that he's 10 and I'm his father. The little guy just screws his face tighter in disgust. Oh, I'm with. The, I'm, I'm sorry. With the, this sounds like little O'Grady. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's. I'm with the kid on that. If somebody's going to mispronounce the name, you have to correct them. Come on. Oh my God! The king of mispronunciation. That would be you, Dave. That's because when I was a kid, I would read a lot, and my parents are stupid, and they. I had. Who was I going to learn pronunciation from? TV, right? like the rest of us. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you think they let me watch Warner a lot of Brothers. TV? I had yeah, to sneak. Fair. I had to sneak that stuff. Are you actually but, Amish? No, <laughs> are you no. actually Amish from the Amish? Country? No, I was. A, I had abusive parents. Oh, they would. Sorry. They would cut the cord off the TV so I couldn't watch it. So you had literal cord cutters as parents. Yes. Ooh. So Just that's why psyche. I mispronounce a lot of stuff. Like when you're looking up in, in an encyclopedia because you have a brain like mine and you want to learn all this stuff. You don't have anything. You have not. It's not like now where you go to Merriam-Webster online and, and hit the button and hear it how it's supposed to be pronounced. This week on so, Psyche Hero Speak, Eesh. 
Oh my goodness. All of a sudden I understand John a lot more. Oh, I'll read this quote. Omega level uh-huh. nerds. Don says, wasn't it interesting to see, wasn't it interesting to see the biggest reason for the aristocracy on Coruscant wanted to war over the war was so they didn't get drafted. Not because they thought the empire was wrong. I thought that was great. I did. That's actually probably my favorite part of the whole episode is when we saw those like snot rich, balls. The, the rich the, people. The like, rich draft oh, dodgers. Who cares? Yeah. The alliance, the rebellion, the empire. They don't the really matter. <laughs> I was like, this is so over the top. It's fantastic. What, uh, it, it's easy to tell the difference. One one lets you be the idiots that you are, and the other would have murdered you. <laughs> Do you think the empire would have cared one way or the other as long as the rich people were happy? You know what? I'll just I'll just put that on the shelf and leave that there, if you will. Kassan's back. All love here, John. I had the same problem. I was reading Robert Jordan at eleven, and I tried to use those words, and they came out wrong. Oh wait, you're reading Robert Jordan at eleven, so like you finished when you were twenty. Robert Jordan books are insane. Oh man, Drew says I took my daughter to Puss and the Wolf Freak to rep my daughter out so bad that we left before the end. Thanks, JD. You're welcome. Andy st- also says Puss in Boots has horror elements in it. He actually said it gives horror. It has horror elements in it. He doesn't know how to say elements. He just tries to say like elements like Dad says, and it's <clears> awesome. <throat> He's right though. The Wolf it. is spooky. It's John. You will love this movie. I really highly recommend that you watch this. It's very right. good. I'm looking for. Uh, I'm looking for. Where I can watch it without ads, and I think that's on Peacock now. I'm moving, not sure. I believe moving. it is on Peacock now. Mm. Moving on, we did talk yep. about the TMNT right trailer, Mutant Mayhem that came out, and Random Randy Savage of the Colt Forty Five yeah. Podcast said, "So when are we going to try another shot at the Power Rangers or Big Bad Beetleborgs?" I don't. I think where's I, the animated series of Big Bad Beetleborgs in Sony Animation style? I'm going to be honest oh. with you. I wouldn't hold your breath for the big, bad Beetleborgs. And I think the problem with Power Rangers is that the last one was a failure. So I think they're a little gun shy on jumping back into it. If you're going to do big, bad Beetleborgs, you might as well just do tattooed teenage. Teenage. Something uh, with from tattooed Beverly, Hills. Beverly Hills. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> we got pretty like, ridiculous with those for big, a while. T- tattooed teenage alien fighters from Beverly Hills. Oh, my God. And so how many of those Super Sentai shows were there after Power like Rangers? Six. And there was just a really? rip off of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, they were all horrible, really. <laughs> yes, Puss in Boots is on the cock. I didn't. I, I was reading Drew. I, that was not me. <laughs> all right, but that's enough. Well done. <laughs> Drew's done. a fan. Drew we're is done. a legit fan. Yes, I know he gets it. He understands. He's very on brand. So week was our 500th episode, and it's all been downhill since then. But if you had time, it was like a three-hour episode. I was exhausted <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. We did have some congratulations on Twitter. Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast said. Congratulations and welcome to the 500 Club. Do you guys hate uh, them because they're from Pittsburgh and you're from Philly? Is there like a blood rivalry between your cities? No. Oh. No. No, because... Far Illinois away, was, it's like another well, state. Also, well, it's like Eagles, Illinois and Wisconsin. We don't like each other. The Eagles are in the NFC and the Steelers are in the AFC. So Fair. You, no threat. We play each other like once every three years. Baseball. Is there a rivalry between the, the Steelers? Between no. the Pirates and the Phillies? Does that exist? No. Oh, no. Okay. No, it's the Mets and the Phillies. Screw New York. Anyway, I think everyone agreed to that. Go Yankees. Pete, uh, you, Pete DeVabliss from uh, Connecticut. Fair. Vilbliss, I don't know. I don't know how to say that name. Move along. <laughs> said, congrats. So, Wizard Podcast said 500 with the I Would Walk 500 Miles gift. Ooh. Oh. I would walk 500. The Countdown miles. Pod said, congrats on 500. And, and the I amazing would. nerd show gave us a gift saying congratulations. Da, da, da. 
Thank you to all those. Now they've ruined everybody's day because they're going to be in your ear for the rest of the night. Thank you for everyone that congratulated us. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Oh my gosh, you guys! You guys have issues. Volumes. Yes. John was airing his earlier. You wanted to know. Did we? No, you didn't want to know, but if you're going to hit me with that, I'm going to tell there's certain things. All right. Drew, since you're watching, you have to explain. On Facebook, you commented on our last episode, Super MILFs starring Jewel Denial. Hell yeah. Oh, I'm. Oh, I think it was Ray and I were talking about our favorite 90s, 2000s era porn stars. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm going to get fired. Someone's going to be Hi, watching classy. this. not supposed to. Hey, classic. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what Ray. You get Ray and I together, it's just going to go right in the gutter. Always. Yeah. We live there. Down yeah. here, we all float. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you. You got anything? And Superman. Wait. Huh? True, what the hell are you talking about? I don't know. Good night, Tim. Thanks. I love how he just comes on to plug his because he knows we're going to plug his stuff and then he bails. <laughs> so I'll listen to the podcast later. But I got to go. Uh, got right. to draw the comics. That is it for Social Media Man this week. Hooray. So if you would like to know how you can follow us on social media and be part of Social Media Man this and follow some other great podcasts, here's our good friend Don to tell you more. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at SuperheroSpeak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. Thanks for that, Don. And don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerd podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. And hopefully, him and Ray are going to join forces and become the uh, Omega Brain Podcast. Uh Is there a term for that, John? Where like, like with the Voltron, where they all come together. There's no type of anime that is, right? What is that called? It's a, it's a mecha. I mean, um, is it just called a mecha? mecha? Okay. Mm. I thought there was a strange term for it. Ah, maybe I'm, I'm like, there there are she... sub there are genres and subgenres, and I'm not as knowledgeable as somebody like Gagook or a Mother's Basement on all those. So those are names of guys that would n- be able to answer you. It's fair. Wait. Fair. Wait. What? Okay, we'll talk about that. Better than Ant Man three. I don't know. Supermilf was brought up. Okay. All right. The answer right. to Superman. Ah. That sounds like something that I would joke about. LOL, Don, but, uh, it, LOL, Don is struck by a variant of the Shatner bug, except his pauses are more numerous. <laughs> he said it. He said it. I didn't. <laughs> JD is talking about anime. Let's talk about anime. No, 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 last no. week. I brought yeah. up anime last week, and it brought into all. I think I added 40 minutes onto the show. Yes, yes, you Inadvertently. did. Inadvertently. I asked a question, and it went like crazy. All right. That's what we do. 
All right, so we're gonna we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and no, I didn't update the commercials, and we'll talk about. God damn it, Dave! We'll I tagged about... you in something too. I well, saw well, something, and I thought this is perfect for the show. We'll talk about it when we come back. So take a quick don't, break, and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, so before we get to the news, I'm gonna say a couple things. Number one, YouTube has made it more difficult to download videos. This is true. Yes. They so, They've been, they, that's been an arms race for a decade now. Yeah, there's there there an app. Softwares, yeah. There used to be an app you could use. You could put in the URL and it would download it. Now when you do that, it locks the software up. and It's, it's happened several times. That's that. Con- so, the cycle continues. They'll right. update their software to download the stuff, and then YouTube will update theirs to block it. It's been so, going on for a long time. So what I'm going to say is that if you are watching this podcast <laughs> or listening to this podcast, and you have something you want to promote, and you have a video commercial for it, pay us. please, pay please us. send us ads that Name we can it. show during the live stream. You can send them to Dave at SuperheroSpeak.com. With money. And- no, send it to Superhero Speak, put it in a manila envelope with a Spider-Man number one, and then a little hey, thumb drive hey, with, and, with oh, the okay. video on it. Send it to your mom, man. <laughs> hey. and a, a special shout out to Randy from Cult45. He tried sending me their video oh, yeah, uh, right. ad. But it won't download for some reason. So I told him, can you try to send me an MP4? So he's working on that. So hopefully you know, we'll have wait, that for next week. We... Send it to me. I will create an MP4. Yeah. Oh, you we can do that too. I can or I can, give you, I can give you a Dropbox link that you can upload it to. and then I'll give can... you a Dropbox link. <laughs> but Randy should actually anything. have your email I address. I can do it with anything. <laughs> All right. We got a little bit of news to talk about this week before we get to our review. Yeah, something I saw uh, got the attention of the internet this week, and I figured we should talk about it. Zack Snyder sent out a cryptic announcement that looks like he's going to make some kind of announcement about Darkseid. Why would you? Is he going to make the same mistake that they've already made and go straight for Darkseid when he he has so much other stuff he could draw from first to shout the universe first? Zack Snyder, who's no longer making DC movies, sent out some kind of cryptic announcement on social media. But what the hell does he have to say? I don't know. It just. Let me bring the article up. Basically, it just says to to save the date, and he, he picks three days in April. And he tells 29th you know, and 30th, and they're gonna, I don't know, it's probably got another cut of his dumb movie. This is a movie from 2017. Can we yeah. let it go? Does Can he we even just have the rights? No, no. Does he even Never. have the rights to do this? When thing? has that stopped him before? I, I know, but like now that he is officially on the outs, I would think that there's uh, like the some kind of legal thing about it. No, he stole a drive last time. Yes. Right. <laughs> says, wow, this show really moves along when I'm not wrecking havoc. Accurate. The year like fashionably late. Fashionably. Late. <laughs> fashionably. Yeah. Yeah. 40 minutes. You're up late. And we're. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. The best part is when people got mad. His fans, because his fans are lunatics. Yes. Got yes. mad about the next story. Him thing. and Elon Musk have the wor- worst. So you are correct. Was... I bet that Venn diagram is a perfect circle. So the next thing is on you. social media. James Gunn announced that he personally will direct the Superman legacy movie. Who called that? Who called that? I think you did. This guy. Yeah. Which, okay, I wanna, we'll talk about that in a second, but you're Rocks. right. It, then all of his fans, all of Snyder's yes. fans online lost their mind saying, you're taking away from Zack's moment. And it's, what moment? He's done with DC. <laughs> it, what is wrong with you people? 
Yeah. He's like that kid who doesn't go to high school anymore, but he keeps going to all the parties at 25. <laughs> and people are like, why is this guy still here? He's been here since my sister was oh, in geez. school. It, th- th- those fans are like those people that still think oh, that uh, Trump is still president. Yes, like those people. It's, yeah, yeah, he's but like, don't forget, he was the guy that could buy you beer. So he that's was why... the guy that could buy you beer. And Snyder is the guy that can give you dark side. He could give us the maybe he's going to unleash the anti-life equation and end this for all of us. Oh, my God. I... That doesn't end well as far as DC is concerned. Or any of us are concerned. Snyder is. Oh, that's a great hashtag. Snyder is. (laughs) My DC friends. JD really has the power to manipulate reality. Ray, see? You and me, man. You and me. Never for good. It's only for evil. I was about to say, come on. Help this show out. If I knew how to control it. If I knew how to control it, I would. No, you wouldn't. You'd have fun with it. You definitely have fun with it. Probably true. (laughs) So petty, what are, petty like that. Tom I, I like James Gunn. I do I like James Gunn. He's done, but does he have the right tone to do Superman? One hundred and thirty percent, yes. You think so? Guardians of the Galaxy, sir. I agree, that is, but it's a completely different tone. Heart. It is a movie yeah, but, with heart. Yes. Okay. Which is okay. What you can use Superman. Heart. heart is good, but Gunn also has a type, right? Oh. Like he's heavily into music. All of his stuff will always have yeah. references yeah. via music. But that's not Superman per se. We don't right? know if that will work with Superman until we try yeah. it. And true, yeah. I can't say that. I can't say that won't work for Superman because I do you, think. Wait, look. I was going to say, Chris last week said we have to let go of John Williams as Superman, right? No. We have to let it go. I think it's fifty years almost. I think there comes a point where we have to try something else. But the, so it's not the it's not John Williams Superman. It's his score. It is. His That's what I'm talking about. The score, the music. We're talking about the music I, that James Gunn. Like, let's try something. If it doesn't work, I'll be wrong with you saying it didn't work. But Gunn has a vision for things, and he is very heartfelt with a lot of his stuff. Yeah, he can be really subversive and over the top. But like the Guardians movies specifically have a ton of hearts, which so, is what I think I you need for a Superman movie. Which, which, like, I, I understand you can, okay, but here's a question can you think of any characters in his superhero movies let's let i'm not going to talk about all his movies but in his superhero movies that are also very charming oh star lord's charming yeah is he yeah. charming he's like i he's said star lord not chris pratt kick <laughs> no star lord has got that's why the character works is because he is charming but it's a different kind of character yeah again he's that wouldn't had, work with superman no but it's a different kind of character and i think any kind of any good storyteller writer understands that different characters are different and the fact that he hasn't worked with a superman tells me he hasn't tried to do superman yeah bit race is danny elfman superman score that almost was a thing that almost was a thing danny elfman like john was it john powell and Danny Elfman were are two of the composers I know of that I might trust with that, but I'd have to hear what they come up with because, like, you, you gotta. We have to admit, John, Trevor Rabin Will, would be right. Williams is a once in a generation gene. There is no he way he comes style. even close to him. Yeah, his style is very orchestral. Let's just see something different. And again, Gunn typically uses pop culture soundtracks. I know, so, but we could still works. get Gun. We could still get Gun Superman and Good. still have the Williams score. Maybe if that's what he wants. Like I said, I'm willing to, this is going to work or it's not. And I like they're doing it with Superman and he's going all in, which good. He's going to say, you know what? This is what me and Peter Safran are going to do. It's Mm. either going to work or it isn't. And it's going to be different than what Zack Snyder did. It's going to be different than what Richard Donner did. It's going to be different than what Brian Singer did. I'm on board. Let's just see. Let's see what it is. I know. I'm just, 
I just can't. I can't. It's just maybe it's nostalgia because I it saw it in the theater and it was one well, of the first super premieres. It might be that. But the other thing is, again, what composer do you know that can tell a story with sound? So with you music? get some, but you, then yeah. you get someone who doesn't do that though. If you can't be, because okay, again, no, that's triggering Hold me, on. man. That's <laughs> stop. Oh. <laughs> Zimmer. No, so you don't Randy get knows. one thing I'll say about Randy. like Zimmer or I forget, I had someone on the tip of the tongue and I forgot who it was. Or oh, oh, oh Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor. Something more minimalist. Don't tell the story with the music. We we did if you that. Can't that be, was Zimmer. Yeah, but Zimmer has <laughs> a style. Dun, 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 dun. Zimmer has a style. If you can't be if you can't be A, B, and just go B, do something different. Don't right. try to ape, which I think was Brian Singer's. He tried to ape Richard Donner and wound up missing completely. Yeah. So I just want to see what I just want to see what James Gunn can do with the character. Oh, I want to see that too. I just don't think he needs to. Well, he, he can do all his music stuff, but I think the Williams score would be. I don't know. I'll see do. the movie. It's possible mm-hmm. the Williams score just doesn't work. If he's just going to play the soundtrack, the Smallville sound. That's true. They did do that in sound. They always right. had a pop song. Sometimes it was a good pop song. Sometimes it was another good pop. Well, song. that that was when radio was dying because Clear Channel took over everything, and the only way to hear new songs was. Hearing them in was it to be television shows? Yes, yeah, de- literally, quite that's literally. True. Like I, the intersect, the intersect. What's his name from Shazam? On what was the name of that show that he was on? Ed. What? No, Ed. Ed. Not no, Ed. What was it? No, it was the one where he was a super. Yeah, was, yeah. What was it? The, the intersect was in it, his brain. He had a name. It was a name. It was the dude's name, wasn't it? Yeah, but the yeah, but the thing is that like Dave? That, that that's that's where you heard. That's why Smallville was playing all these pop songs is because they that's the only way to hear new stuff was they would contract with WB and Kassan's got stuff a, online. Kassan's got a great point here. He says, I think any creator who wishes to change the story for the sake of change itself is misguided. They need to understand the thematic undertones they want to use and make the changes from there. Dude, spot on. Kassan, that, man. A hundred percent. I think that's the problem with David yeah. Goyer in Ray and I will go off on Goyer all the time, but that was David Goyer. He would do things because he thinks they're cool. And even Jeff Johns, I think Jeff Johns for the most part tries to understand the core of a character. But I think he still goes off in his little. But that's Zack Snyder too. He did it is because he thought it was hundred percent, hundred percent. Let's like I do, and this is why I believe in Gunn. I think he understands the character. Just listening to him talk about Superman. I think the show you're trying to think of is Chuck. Yeah, Chuck. Chuck. I knew it was the dude's name. Maybe Chuck. Chuck Chuck was brilliant. Yeah, but again, there are songs that I have downloaded and have in my permanent playlist because I heard them on Chuck or I heard them on Smallville or whatever because it was you can't hear anything new on the radio anymore. And that's my old man speech for the night. It's hard. I don't know. I don't, kids are good at discovering stuff through like SoundCloud and whatnot. Like they're yeah. so much better at finding new music than older people are. They just are. Classy says, I think James Gunn won't probably add pop music soundtrack to Superman. Probably background music or a montage. I think you're probably right. Just because I think that is what's expected of him to do that. So I think he'll probably will swing the other way. But I imagine we will get a montage of some song at some point. I think that's inevitable. Jeff Johns is king. I don't know if I agree with that. No. I like well, Jeff Johns, but I don't know if he's king. No. Oh. Kassan made a good point. He also did tweet at us a story earlier this evening before uh, oh, we got on here. It? It's, a, it's a Hollywood Reporter exclusive. Oh, Tom Cruise it? has seen The Flash and he Why? It. How? Because the Church of Scientology, that's how. Oh, and he's Tom Cruise. I guess Tom Cruise gets what he wants. Apparently, he probably they, did um, his own stunts to get into the theater and watch The it. Warner Brothers CEO <laughs> hanging from CEO, the ceiling. David Zaslav had a private screening of And he invited Tom Cruise. That's so Hollywood. Yeah. It is. Um, To be Um, fair, everyone who's seen this movie or clips of this movie has said it's pretty good. So 
Do we care what Tom Cruise thinks, though? No, not at all. But I think the movie is going to be pretty good. Samuel Kim, this is from Ray. Samuel Kim does epic versions of songs. I give him a check. Duly noted, right? They set Mm -hmm. it up in his house. Are we talking about the same guy? I think he's talking about the the screening. Oh, oh. He says, oh, I like Samuel Kim. He does great covers of popular shows. Okay, now I'm going to check out Samuel Kim. All right. Yeah, I know that's not going to influence me to see this movie one way or the other. That Tom Cruise liked it. It just seems like a weird flex to like. Oh, it's, it, it, it doesn't. It. It's actually an anti flex. Oh, Tom Cruise likes it. Well, to be fair, Tom, the latter stage of Tom Cruise's career is an, is a flex, right? His whole career right now is to prove I can do all oh. these stunts, even though I'm like. And most stunt people at that age, their bodies retired. are completely broken. Right. And he's like, nope. Nope, gonna jump out of a plane. Really, you got a top coming? Nope, romantic comedy. Well, the Church of Scientology is rich enough to. The, the Church of Scientology is rich enough to spring for the bionics. Oh my god! Di- nope, romantic comedy. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna run as I chop the air. Romantic comedy. I love that. Zeno, uh, be with me. <laughs> I think. I think one of my favorite jokes. I think it was on Family Guy, and it was that he was running from his homosexuality. Hey, I didn't say it's quite possible. Oh, didn't they do the whole Tom Cruise come out of the closet thing? That was uh, John Travolta. That was the other Scientologist. Tom, here's here's Randy. Tom Cruise, and here comes the groom with stunt running and falling. Dude, the joke writes itself. It really does. (laughs) Him and Renee, oh, not Renee, Reese Witherspoon. Oh, my God. All right. And then the last article we have before we get to Shazam. It's about Shazam. Shazam. Jeez, where's the director? What's his name? The director's name. I don't Adam know. Adam Sandberg. Thank you. Thank no. you. Adam Sandberg addressed the lack of black Adam in the movie, which I thought was like a weird thing to address, but basically was like, yeah, they were working on a black Adam movie and we decided not to use him for this. He's, and I, I'm more interested in Mr. Mind, which I want to talk about that. Oh, that was hilarious. Oh my God. I that have was uh, hilarious. I have thoughts. Lots of thoughts. I have does, lots of thoughts about does it. Does anybody realize that Mr. Mind is literally a reality level bad guy? Like he can literally eat history. Like he in the past he fifty two. He's the reason we have fifty two universes. Mr. Mind is awesome. I ripped him off for a book. He's great. <gasps> yeah, Nightcrawler. It's totally so, Mr. Mind. It just seemed like a weird thing to, to bring out. But I one of the reasons I brought the article was because my girlfriend did not see the first Shazam. But she did go with me to see Black Adam, and she went with me to see this, and was highly confused, and was like, is there a connection, and all this? Like, yeah, it's the same wizard, giving him both powers. He was, and she was Different like, gods. Oh, different gods, but same premise. And it was just like, oh, okay, why weren't they in a movie together? <laughs> there's one, The answer to that, there's a very simple answer to that question. Dwayne. Yeah. Dwayne wanted his own movie. <laughs> Dwayne dropped the ball on his Big time yeah and i think we should use this to segue into our review because it sets it up perfectly i just want to see that i agree with drew but i think that's facebook one that just made me oh drew says Zack snyder is a reality (laughs) level threat in dc and he is correct (laughs) you are correct sir he is an omega level threat rock rock rolls alone quite accurate which is sad because I like Class, him. Classy says just... Dwayne killed both Black Adam and Shazam movies. Sir, you are not correct. Quite. Not oh, quite. The, the Shazam ones, maybe not. This uh, one, yes. And yeah, we'll, okay. You know what? All right, let's do let's, it. Let's, maybe not. let's take a quick commercial break oh. and then we'll do it. So I can get mad about your lack of commercial. Let's do it. Yes, I'll roll your favorite one. Here we go. Oh. Ah! 
After these messages, we'll be right back. It looks like the Hulk is just giving it to Sean Cassidy from behind. <laughs> Hulk say you stay still. <laughs> it's not about pee breaks, Ray. Yeah, we all mistook we all mistook that last time. We came back and you had one co-host. It's about being able to put the commercial breaks in the audio. All right. Hey. So we all went and saw a movie, right, guys? I'm, I'm not alone on this, right? Yeah. Took the kid. Yeah. So we saw Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Shazam. And uh, for real, <laughs> Ray's flatters <laughs> are coming. Starring Zachary Levi, Helen Miram, and Lucy, Lucy Liu. Liu. And uh, and yeah, so before we get into it, real quick, couple of, I always like to do a couple little things about the movie. We've got the box office. So it all it made thirty million domestically and thirty five million worldwide, or internationally at this point. But this is Sunday night, so we don't know what the full weekend's going to be. That's so starting that. That sounds 65. bad. That's kind of low. Yep, sixty five million so far. Ooh. Rotten Tomatoes. The critics' score is fifty three percent. And the yeah. audience score is 87%. That makes sense. So, yeah. I get both of those. Yeah. I get both of those. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's get into this real quick. So, what did you guys, just real quick, non-spoiler, what did you think when you came out of the theater? And, J.D., you can go for it. Yeah, it's okay. That's how I felt about it. Andy absolutely loved it. So, right. that made me revisit that it. That made me revisit my opinions of it. He Because we went together. He really liked it. I thought it was okay. I'll get in. I thought it was yeah, really unfocused. I thought it was really unfocused. And I think that's okay. I, think, I will say that's like the majority of what the critics are saying. And I think I don't care for Zachary Levi in this role. <gasps> what? I don't. I'll explain. That's my thoughts or my a snippet of my thoughts. John, that you didn't sound confident. I don't know what John didn't sound confident about. About the money. No, no. Oh. Yeah. Damn, that is low. It is low. But I still enjoy Shazam 2 overall. Good time at the movies. It's a good thing for kids. I think if you're looking to take a kid, yeah, I'm with you. Dave's poor wife and girlfriend is going to be traumatized by the jokes. Yes. We keep making huh, we keep making those jokes that might get a little awkward at Dave's we house. We really shouldn't. Yeah. It's a family. All right. John, how about you? What was your... See, a movie like this, you go in thinking, and we've seen this in other movies, like they go too hard on the jokes, too hard on the slapstick, too hard on the not taking it seriously. This thing struck a pretty good balance between the jokes and taking it seriously. I think it played very well with the idea of Shazam still being a kid, even though he's like nearly turning 18 now. Hard to continue the fallacy of Shazam being a, a preteen when when in real life the characters, are, the actors are aging. But I liked it. Like normally I would tear something like this apart but it just has this charm about it and it doesn't take itself too seriously. And it was just a good time and I'm okay with that. So I liked it. Yeah, it's funny. I definitely agree with you. In fact, it's funny. Karen's oldest son asked me like, what did I think of the movie? He's 21 when he saw the first one and I told him I liked it. And, he's, and he asked me a couple of questions and then he went, he actually asked me, so it doesn't take itself too seriously. I'm like, no, it doesn't. He's, oh, okay. <laughs> then he went, I'll wait till it's on HBO Max. <laughs> But yeah, it's funny. I like the first one. I think there's a lot of the same heart and humor in this one as there was in the first one. I agree with JD that it's, I don't know, unfocused is definitely is exactly the right word, but there are little hiccups in it. But I think you can forgive them because overall, I think it's a decent movie. I like the theme of the movie. 
I, I don't want to. I don't want to say spoilers yet, but yeah, I really dug the underlining theme that was in this movie, and I think it's an important message in today's world. On that note, boys and girls, if you're listening or watching, we're going to get into spoil territory. So if you haven't seen this movie yet, you might want to bail and come back later after you see the movie and finish watching. But here we go with spoilers. Can go I ahead. just say what I have? There's one thing I have to say here. You have to. Have. There is a 1,000% chance that one of the writers was a brony. There is no doubt in my brain. Between, when they brought out the unicorns and oh. like they're clomping at the little girl and she takes the skills and throws it at it, I was in, I was, I'm sitting there in the theater and I go, taste the rainbow because it's a brony thing. It's a brony trope. Well, and literally no. three seconds later, she says, taste the rainbow. I'm like, okay. oh my God, you're kidding me. My, my girlfriend is the furthest thing on the planet from a brony. And she turned to me and said, taste the rainbow. And I know, it's, but it's the catchphrase of the company. Yes. I, I know it is. But later on, she's on the unicorn. And she tastes the rainbow asshole. It's like that when the main six main spelled M-A-N-E main six uh, of, of generation Four, my little pony are deal are dealing with the bad guys and they pull out the elements of harmony. Usually they're throwing lasers made of rainbows and it's a brony thing to like all the bronies will just sit there and it's like going to what is it? What is that one Rocky or a picture show, right? There's a bunch of tropes that you always yell something out in as the audience. And, and that's when everybody in every brony will yell, taste the rainbow, son of a bitch. And there's no way they didn't, there's no, I mean, I know that's the catchphrase of Skittles, but there's no way they didn't do that on purpose. There's no way there wasn't a brony who didn't write that. There's no way. Just when I think this show can't get any nerdier, we managed to do it. I'm sorry. You're saying one of the writers. I'm here for the fringe stuff. Is I a mean, like, makes me more curious about this. Movie. Just that one app, just that one part. But it was um, just like you're sitting there throwing Skittles well, at a at a unicorn, and you're saying nothing. "Taste the Rainbow." You're like, "Holy crap!" Welcome like, to Brony Talk. They must have thought I was crazy in the audience because I was laughing like a hyena. I think you're crazy right stop. now, and I'm listening to you talk about it. I'm not. Okay. What am I going to do? So now let's talk about the movie and not bronies. All right. So I'm going to say brony, something. What a jabroni. Oh, stop. I will say something. Oh, what's Frosty here? I absolutely, I honestly have no interest in this movie. Oh. Fair? Fair? I, cannot, right. I could see why. But go ahead. Frosty and Don are both wrong. All right, so one of the big criticisms I have seen from the first movie and then some of the things I've seen about this movie is, and this might be what you were getting at there, JD, is Zachary Levi acts more like a kid than the kid who plays. Correct. um, So I thought about this. In uh, 1987, 1988, two movies came out. One was big with Tom Hanks. We all know the, the theme of that, the, the story of that movie, right? Kid, Weeks a Wish, becomes an adult. There's another movie that comes out around the same time called Vice Versa. Are you familiar with this movie? Don't yeah. forget 13 going on 30. That's There's came a, out like, there, that's a decade later, but I'm talking about these two okay. movies side by side. They're, they're, okay. I'm, I'm drawing a parallel here. That was with Fred Savage and Judge Reinhold. They played a father and son who oh, flipped yeah. roles. Judge Reinhold played the kid far more like this, like way over the top. 
where Tom Hanks brought like a pathos to what it's like to be as a kid trying to be an adult. And he won an Oscar for it and really launched his career. Judge Reinhold's ended after this movie. Like he just, he was really popular and then really trailed off after this. So it made me, Zachary Levi's performance as Shazam made me think about Judge Reinhold and vice versa. As And I thought about this whole thing on the way home today is because I really think that he plays it like how you think a teenager would act. So as opposed actually, to how as a teenage like a, like the stereotype. I think he steers into what a stereotype of what an adult who well, doesn't spend time around kids thinks a teenager first is. First I'm gonna say no, because that's how he acted in Chuck. Fair, but I guess I don't watch Chuck, so I'm not gonna comment. I'm talking about the character of Shazam. His interpretation of the character of Shazam is acting like a, the way adults think children act, not the way they actually act. So that, that is my big thing with this, is I just don't care for the way he plays the character and the way he it's an adult pretending it's an adult who does not around kids acting like what he thinks a kid should be like i think i ignored that and now that you said it i see it it bugs because it bugged me a little bit in shazam but it bugged me a lot in this because there's moments where he's trying to like have pathos and it doesn't come through but when the kid asher angel's name actually gets to act which is very sparse in this movie he does a Mm. better job i feel like character i feel like I will say this. I think the two of them should have sat down and worked together on a tone quirks, for the character. Yeah. A tone for the character and yeah. quirks they both could have shared because they feel, feel more like they're the same person. Because I will say that there are moments where it doesn't feel like they're the same character. Yeah. And there's things I, oh, this is an interesting comment by Kassan. When a writer is limited in their tool set, ooh, feels, feel a little struck here. Um, oh, dear. They produce limited <laughs> stories. Many superhero movies have built in plot armor and things are becoming boring. I agree with that. I see a lot yeah. of tropes become, we're becoming very tropey in the superhero genre. Or there's always a MacGuffin when they need it just to keep the, you know. I'm okay with MacGuffin. MacGuffins can keep stories moving and let you tell stories about other things while keeping a focus on, the thing i'm okay with some mcguffins this one was a little bit much at times my big my big thing with this movie is like it feels like there's points in the movie it really wants to be this family story which i like i really like when it tries to do that i like the idea of wanting to hang on to your family especially part of getting older is your fear of growing up and your fear of leaving because usually teenagers are portrayed as these kids who want to leave home immediately and then there's kids who don't want to grow up they want to be with their family the whole time so i really like that struggle and it seems like we steer into that at first but we very quickly abandon it and i wish i would like to have seen more of that but i just don't think that i just don't I just don't think Zachary Levi gives us a portrayal of a character who can do that. Like he intentionally so, does not want Shazam to be that, even though that's what the script you, is asking him to do. You make a good point. Thank you. That no, the Hasher doesn't get a lot of screen time in this doesn't. movie. And I like I wonder if the scenes in The Rock of Eternity where he's trying to have a meeting to talk about them trying to save the Walt Whitman Bridge and then or the people on the bridge, but the bridge gets destroyed. And would that screen have gone different if they if he was Asher doing it versus Zachary? And the tone would have been different. And would that have hurt the movie or helped the movie? And maybe that's what it was. Maybe they decided we want the kid aspect. We want so we'll have Zachary do it and not Asher. Here's I'm gonna get granular for a second. Captain Marvel, because again, one thing I really like in the movie is he doesn't know his name, which is great when you look at the character of Shazam as a whole, because he has this giant identity crisis of who is he. Right. Yeah. We have to call him Shazam for legal reasons, even though he's right. Captain Marvel, but he can't be yeah, yeah. Captain Marvel. So there's this great little metatextual thing going on in the movie that I actually really. But like the most successful version of this character was the character in the 40s and early 50s. Yeah. 
when it's the kid, Billy. It's Billy's adventures. And when Billy needs to, he says the magic word and he becomes an adult. And then Shazam does the stuff. But it's really Billy's story. Because this is it's a per- well, because it's per- it's the exact perfect comic setup. Wish fulfillment. Because yeah. all yes, all superheroes are wish fulfillment, but this is like perfect because it's a kid just like every other kid. Yeah. So sorry, and it's shitty. No, no, you're right. But I really feel like they and again, it's not just this movie, but it's a lot of interpretations of Shazam since then, since his return into the 70s, have been focusing on the superhero. And yeah. not enough about the kid. The best version of this character yeah. done in the last couple of decades was Jeff Smith, creator of Bones, Shazam and the Monster Society of Evil, because it yeah. was about Billy. And I think that this movie should be about Billy. They keep calling him Billy, right? Yeah. But it's not about Billy. And you're asking this character, this like this character who's supposed to have arrested development, carry this stuff, but he doesn't. It, it's what I'm saying. It's unfocused. It's totally all over the place. Well, that's the thing, too, right? You just said it. Arrested Development, but he is a kid, so he doesn't have Arrested Development. He's a, you know, that that's the thing, though, right? That's why it's supposed to be, but when he is the kid, he doesn't act like this. And again, it'd be fine if he had some immature aspects. He should, Shazam should, but it just take it's just too much, it's just too much, and it feels too put on. Can I, like, it doesn't I, feel like a real person at any point, and that makes it like hard to relate to the character. I don't know if it doesn't mm. feel like a real person because I know I don't feel that like, act like that. But it's not an adult thing. It's again, it's a kid acting like that. I know. Wow. I think our roles are reversed because I'm, I, I see what you're saying. And right, like the writers should have the identity of Shazam should have matured along with. I'm not saying he should have matured. I don't think he should have. It should have been at the same act, level. He should so, act better is what I'm saying. He right. just needs to be like some pay. He should have it acted more like feel, a 17 year old. Yeah, but and not what a 38 year old thinks a 17 year old should be like. Right. Yeah, so here's, but I give it more of a pass than you, though. Sorry. Go ahead, Dave. But here's the thing. Fred, the character of Freddy does a lot of heavy lifting in this movie. Tons. Yeah. And the issue with that is the theme for everyone else in the family is so apparent of you're a hero without your... You're still a hero. The hero isn't your powers. The hero is the ability mm-hmm. to act in a situation where you need to do something. And... They never do that for Billy in the movie. Ever. It's like that. It's very, it feels very studio to me. The studio's paying Zachary Levi to be the guy. We need him on screen. Yeah. So the, it's like the theme of the story doesn't get to, doesn't get to be told for our lead character. It's honestly, it's Freddie's movie for the most part. Freddie's the yeah. one with the character growth. Freddie's the one who drives everything. It's very awkward because Adrian Brody should have been like, was the guy who's really sidelined in this. And I really feel like Adam Zachary Brody. Levi. Adam Brody, excuse me, Adrian Brody, someone completely different. Adam Brody. I really feel like this should have been like 50% less Zachary Levi. Because again, Asher Angel is super underutilized. And I think that's one of the weaknesses of this movie. And and that's the thing. Great. Jack Dylan is on the screen more than Adam in this movie. He's good. He's good. Yeah. He's a good actor. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of sympathy and pathos. And his stuff with Anne is really it's the most interesting relationship of the movie and he's the one again when billy dies he's he is meant to shoulder a good chunk of the responsibility and pathos of this movie and he delivers yeah so why can't that be billy why can't that be our protagonist because the studio wants zachary levi there and zachary levi is not interested in giving us human emotion that's that's more of a director problem isn't it maybe not i don't know i do think no i agree with john i think that's probably more of a director (laughs) slash studio problem because it's like 
We want Zachary Levi to act like a goofball for two hours. I agree. That's, you're probably right, but it's also it's yeah. to the detriment of this film, and I think it's why it's going to hurt it long term. Yeah. yeah I, I, but again, I still think that there are other movies that try to play it straight and try to play to this kind of strength and completely fail at oh, I agree. this level. Whereas this one is just, just have a good time. It is just know? have a good time. It is just have a good time. Yeah. It's better than Black Adam. It's significantly better it is. than Black oh, Adam. Oh, by far. By, by far, the way, yeah. by the way, what's this movie about? This movie is about a couple of wizards whose powers are taken from them and you give them to someone else who want them back. God, gee, what does that sound like? <laughs> this is a Black Adam movie. The daughters of Atlas are Black yeah. Adam. Yeah. This oh, is wow. totally a Black Adam movie, but they couldn't use Black Adam. These characters are ciphers for Black Adam. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't shines. even think of that. They are. They wanted I to, wish I had a light bulb. That's why he makes that remark. We, wanted, <laughs> we couldn't do Black Adam because this is a Black Adam movie. And this movie would have been better if Dwayne would put his rock-sized ego aside and just bend the villain. Sorry, it still makes me feel sad that he could have. This would have been a better movie. Because yeah. he got the daughters yeah. of Atlas as, as, as antagonists. You know what? You know what I have to say? That, that was such a brilliant insight. That, hey, Dave, that, you're gonna, hold on, hold you're on. Gonna, you're going to make me blush. Not really. If, if you're watching this, you better subscribe right oh, now. So zang. you can get more nice. beautiful insights like you're that going forward. You're getting good at that. You're getting good at that. Nice <laughs> wear hats. Yeah, it's right in the subscribers. I blame Dwayne Johnson and his damn ego. I just said that, man. We're on the same page, classy. No, like I do. I think that really hurts what this movie could have been. Because if this movie is really about the dark, the it's very Marvel at that point. But I think it would have worked here with these characters. The dark side of of Billy. I think you could have done a much better movie if you had Black Adam. If The Rock only knew to shut his, to know his role and shut his mouth. Don, see, this is why I like you, sir. Nice shameless plug. Yes, that's what we do, Randy. Yes. Um, I, do. I really think this movie is supposed to be because again, the whole time I'm like, why am I getting Mr. Mind? I was promised Mr. Mind. Where's my worm? Well, well, yeah, I want my mind control worm. God damn it! We'll get and to then that they, in a minute. They give him to me, but then I was like, then it hit me like, oh, oh, this is Black Adam. Damn jabroni. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, but it's not a bad. Movie. It's not a bad. All movie. right. Like, what do you got? What did you got? Okay. Since it wasn't Black Adam, what did we think of the daughters of Titan, Miram? Oh, Miram, my God. Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu. Uh, uh, what's Helen the Mira. girl's name? No, the little girl's name. Oh, I have no I, idea. She was good, though. Oh, that was that was Rachel Ziegler. Okay. Thea. She played Anthea. Right. So what were you going to say, John? Oh, no. I'm just like, how do you go and get Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu? Like, they you, wanted a boat. Actually... True. But they did good. You, can, you I saw can't with go the wrong material with them. they're given. You're correct. They Hel- Helen Mirren has always given 100% to everything she's done, no matter what. If you see Morgana her in Red and Red 2, I what? saw I, she's I, more oh, yeah. Oh, X- oh, yeah, but that's hmm. one of my oh, first God. childhood crushes. Helen Mirren, oh, yeah. Yes. Lucy Liu, mm-hmm. too. Holy crap. But they're, they're fine. Given but, the material they're given, they're very one note until the end, right? Yeah. Helen yeah. Mirren doesn't have a lot to do until the end when she has a nice little face turn. Stuff happens in this movie. And it, it's one of those things are happening. Lots of things are happening. Not sure I'm on board with everything happening, but lots is happening. I feel like that Helen Mirren's character has a plan and she's very good at executing it. And Lucy Liu is just, she's the mustaching trolling villain. She's the goddess and, of chaos. And so she screws everything up, basically. If they'd gone with the original plan, they probably would have won. Yeah, but I hate that because I like characters screwing up. I like I actually like character ego derailing a plan. I think that was yeah. that's actually fine. It's just a lot. 
I found this interesting too. This is the least DC lore stooped movie they've released. Yeah. Because those are characters they made up for, I think. If I'm wrong, please correct me. But I believe these are characters they just created for the movie. Caroline Grace Curry plays Mary. She's the best. She's great. I agree. She is a lot of fun, and she embodies Mary Marvel perfectly. I agree 100%. Because I want to know if John is coding. John, are you coding? No, I'm not coding. I'm just... I can't. Your I was pants. Looking, I, was, I can't your no, pants. I was, actually, I was actually just looking at because she played herself as her super self. Because she passed 18. He's an adult. Right. In the original movie, I was just looking up the original movie and I forgot who played her in the original movie. That's her. She's, she plays okay. her. No, in the, no, in the she didn't. Actress, she, no, no, she plays actress. Mary, but she didn't play Mary Marvel. It was. Uh, she's still Mary Marvel, Mary. by the way. Or she, what do they call her? Uh, it was Michelle they Gore. Just call her, they just call her Mary. No one has their Marvel mm-hmm. names from the comic. Yeah, it was Michelle Borth that was that played Mary yeah, Marvel now, the first. And now time. it's Carol. It's uh, what's her name? Carol, Grace, gorgeous young woman. She's oh, fantastic boy. in the movie too. She is. She's super pretty, and she's good. She's really good. She gives. She's perfect for Mary. She got this girl next door thing. Super smart. Yes, that's Mary Marvel. I was and very she happy. Played with it, that. She played it straight too. Like she. Yeah. Gave... The kid who plays I can't remember his name. The kid who plays Freddy is awesome. Like, the, I think the yeah. supporting characters really lift this movie up. I really yeah. think that. I go back and listen to our New York Comic Con episode with the Battle of the Super Sons episode because I interviewed him on that. And uh, he's a great guy. And it's funny because I did ask him, like, if there was any character he could play in the DC Universe live action, who would it be? He's a little small for it, but he said Batman. And then he said, and I said, Batman, doesn't everyone want to play Batman? It's fair. All the actors in this were good. Faith Faith Herman yeah. as Darla, Ian Chen as Eugene. Mar- parents the, were great. I mean, like the, the, the parents, the parents could have been the Witwickies. They could have been it, but they weren't, which was great. I was actually well, say, I will say the both actresses that play Darla are great. Good. Megan Good, Megan good. Uh, as super Darla, she, and then Faith Herman. Because Megan's good at she's good at being a kid and being yes. believable. I'm yes. Just yes. going to say that Megan Good does a great job of embodying what a 7-year-old girl thinks an adult is, but yes. still retaining Kittens. being 7. <laughs> just stuff like that. I was and Tawny, they called the cat Tawny. I laughed. That was great. Tawny, Tawny. That's the talking tiger. I loved I loved her. She was really good. Here's my problem with the Marvel kids in general. And I don't like I want to play constant. That's cool. Randy, good for you. Everyone needs to have goals. <laughs> Megan Good Good. Megan Good. I don't like the Marvel kids. I don't like this adjustment that Jeff Johns. I think there's too many. And I think that serves in this movie is there's just, there's not enough time for any of them to really develop aside from, aside from your core, aside from Freddie, Mary and Billy. The others don't really have time. This is a a team movie movie, that suffers from what all team movies suffer from is developing the individual characters away from the main movie. It's why trying to do the justice league first and then doing individual movies didn't work. Correct. Yeah. But the kids are canonical. Like the uh, Marvel family recent, is a, not really. The Marvel family isn't a isn't canonical until post Flashpoint. Yeah. They first show up in Flashpoint. And then they don't I like think, Mary. No, I think no, they, John, they go John, way I'm gonna need John, no Mary and Bill and Freddie, yes, they're part of the original Marvel family. That's Cap Mar- that's Mary Marvel and Cap Marvel Jr. The others don't show up till Flashpoint. Oh yeah. Okay continuity master right here so exactly I, it, and, it and wasn't something i really followed back and that's mm-hmm. the thing that it, the movie does suffer from that like 
Jeff John's doing Jeff John's things. And Mm. what was it? Which one is? That's part of the problem too, is okay, there's too many and we never get their superhero names. So they don't really have identities. They're just there. They were all just, they were all just Captain Every Power. Like they were just all workshopping all these names. That's the problem too, is we're in the second movie and they don't have names yet. And they make a joke out of it. And I do appreciate that because I do think it's stupid. I think the whole thing with not being able to call Billy Captain Marvel is dumb. Like he can't say his own name. Right. Yeah, dumb. But it's dumb. But again, you're stuck in it. And that's, again, a big problem with the Shazam franchise. But I think that I get what Johns was trying to do, but I think it makes it more complicated. And I like the idea of the family, but I think it would have been just as effective if you stripped it down a little bit. Because I think that they don't have enough time to really showcase their personalities other than one note things. Pedro is gay. That's what I was going to say. That's it. That's his whole. They dropped that bomb and that was it. No character development for him whatsoever other than. Oh, we're gonna just say he's gay. Like Dar- no, no, he, Darla gets like, some stuff. He, he was watching right? baseball too, and all that. But and he, while looking but, at a shirtless dude, like I, I, okay. that's yeah, the whole they, character arc he gets. That's it, though. That's all he gets. Right, which exactly. is better than the other one, whose name I forget. Gets he gets to read the stuff that Mary doesn't read. It's, yeah, but it's a movie. It's hard to. Sh- they shoehorned a lot of people into then, this, and you're right. They didn't have why? time for them all. But why did we have to do that? The whole thing would have worked just fine if it was Mary, Freddie, and if you wanted to add Darla. Yeah, okay, sure, add Darla. Do you but guys, they, oh, Dave, pull this up. Do you know Alan Moore had an idea called Twilight of the Superheroes? I know. I've read this actually. In the Shazam family, Bear, Billy and Mary got married and have kids, but Mary's having a father of their own son, Cat Marvel Jr. Okay, in continuity, Ooh. Billy and Mary are actually brother and sister, not just step, not just yeah. foster. They're actually blood related. And Alan Moore, that's one of the reasons why DC passed on Twilight of the Superheroes. Little much. Drew, hi, my name is Shazam. Everyone else, who's the kid? Yeah, that's exa- exactly. I agree. There's just, yeah, true, Kasan, that's true. That It was a pitch that, that Alan Moore made in 87, I want to say. Around the time that DC was relaunching, post crisis. Yeah, I just just think there's just two. Yeah, it is Freddie Frosty. It is. He says it's fucked up, and he is correct. Alan Moore, <laughs> Alan Moore, especially Alan in the '80s, fucked up. Alan Moore, even today, <laughs> just read Alan Moore's stuff. Come on, yeah, fucked up. Great writer, <laughs> a little crazy, uh, a little crazy. Uh, yeah, I just it's not a bad movie, but I think it just suffers from it suffers from executiveness on all levels. Just, just a smidge, so just a little bit. I see it. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna ask something here. Right. They gave the again, the heart of the movie is these kids lose their powers, but prove they're heroes without their powers, except for Billy. And then Billy sacrifices himself at the end of the movie. Spoiler. Lame. Comes up with this perfect plan, sacrifices himself, dies and then gets resurrected at the end. Like he, they bury. He's buried for literally two minutes, and then Wonder Woman happens to show up, which I did. I did bringing Wonder Woman in. It is a little. It was the mega happy shoehorned ending. It was just. Alan Moore does the he worships a snake. <laughs> but here's the thing: wait, isn't Wonder Woman coming in like the blessing of what's his face? That this will be part. This is technically part of the new. No, because we don't know what we don't know. We technically don't know for sure who's playing Wonder Woman yet. They haven't officially made an announcement this, on that. Peter Saffron, Peter Saffron produced this, but what is it? And again, our post-credit sequence seems to align up that Zachary Levi will remain Shazam. You guys saw the post-credits, right? Yes. Any? How is the action? Any Frosty? How is the action? Any cool Roger scenes? Yeah, the the, the penultimate sequence is really good. It's all the <laughs> excuse me. It's all like these Greek mythological characters come to life in Philadelphia. Hey, Philadelphia! Manta- they destroyed Man- your town. Yeah. Yes. Man- Manticores and Cyclopses. Um, Cyclops and, and Minotaurs. And yeah. then the unicorns save the and, day, but not in a way you would think it would. Yeah, and and yeah, the unicorns are not your 
The new unicorns are not. Ain't your daddy's unicorns. Yeah, yeah they, they were badass unicorns. Yeah, Don, exactly. <laughs> they got the X-Men Krakoa treatment. 100%. This is what I mean. This is on. Nothing is ever permanent in superhero movies. Heroes never die, so sacrifice means nothing. I agree. That's exactly what he did. Billy is dead for 10 minutes, and then Wonder Woman shows up and brings him back to life. Very, very Tinkerbell. Very, if you clap, Billy comes back to life. And he literally pulls, It's it's. it was unnecessary too. Better than Ant-Man 3? I don't know about that. Yes, they were. 100%. You think? 100%. Is Wonder Woman able to resurrect characters? I feel like she's done that before. They related to her Zeus, because it's Z, right? The Z yes. and Shazam. They take that into consideration. They actually decide <clears throat> to tell you what the S-H-A-Z-N-A-M is. Hmm. <laughs> Very C-3PO. Right. Yes, in Rise of Skywalker. He dies for a second, and then they can restore his memory from R2. He's a droid. Yeah. But that's what I was going to what I was going to say was, I think you could have done that without him dying. I agree 100%. There was no need for him sacrificing himself, because I also feel like he didn't learn anything. No. (laughs) He didn't come back out of the grave, like, now more mature. He's, like, trying to hook up with uh, Wonder Woman at the end. And it's really, like, why are we doing this? Yeah, that was a little bit... Again, like normally I would tear this this whole script apart because Anthea did not act like someone who was 4,000 years old. Yeah, but like, she's supposed to be a it, teenager too. So I think it, it worked thematically. A 4,000-year-old teenager. Yeah, that's how that works. Okay. No, I'm disagreeing, <laughs> with, I'm disagreeing with Drew here. Oh, Z as in Zach will resurrect an entire universe to hell with you, sir. I don't know. Yeah. Where does it go? Because by the time they, if they ever did make another Shazam movie or he appeared in, in the DC universe... At that point, Billy Batson's over 18. So does he show up? At, do they get rid of Zachary Levi? And that's okay. Plays himself. That's my other issue with this movie. If Good you question. were going to yeah. do, if you were going to do a Shazam trilogy, you should have shot them back to back. You'd have to, you'd have to pull a, was it I get, um, back to I, the future? I get the money aspect there, JD, but it's like exactly like these kids are going to all age out to be believable. Really fast. We're already, too. we're already there, man. Yeah. We're already there. They're already aged out. Like, we're stuck. We committed to it. You wouldn't try to hook him on it? Of course I would. The point is it's not funny when he does. It should be funny. <laughs> it just isn't. Kind of creepy when he does. It's weird, man. Like I said, I don't find Zachary Levy to be charming. I think that's the problem with him is he's not even like clumsily charming. Like, again, well, like, I almost feel like a 12-year-old, or he's 18, but I almost feel like a kid should be more clumsy in how he does it. Like Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks was charming and big. It was clumsy. Like for it's for, clumsy, for, but not like the type, but not like stuttering clumsy. Like just hey baby. Like acting like he's acting like Butthead from Beavis and Butthead trying to hook up with her. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just <laughs> dumb. He's just <laughs> dumb. I don't I, it, again it would work if Archer acted like that. Or if Zachary acted a little more like Archer. Like that's why it doesn't work. Because they're two different characters. Yeah. It just doesn't there's just no I don't feel like Mary. They made this great statement with her. Like they're the same person, Mary Marvel, Mary Brumfeld, same person that Billy and Shazam do not feel like the same person at all. And I don't think, I don't think, I don't know, man, it's not a bad movie. It sounds like I'm bearing. He did have a good time watching the movie, but I think that it could have been so much than it was. Visual effects are great. Action effects are great. Helen Mirren. She just, she could come in and read dinner theater and be like, you're like, wow, she's really good. Yeah, she could read a menu and sound basically Shakespearean. Yeah, she's really so. great. Lucy Liu's fine chewing on some scenery. She hadn't done anything in a while, so I accept it. She's good at chewing on yeah, scenery. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah, that's true. I think she's better in Kill Bill, but she's fine here. Again, this is the least DC movie we've gotten. This is not steeped in DC continuity. No, not at you all. Not I don't yet. know if it <laughs> makes it better or worse. I just thought it was interesting. 
True. I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, again, I think I do think this movie works. I also think this movie works better if it's Black Adam and not a hundred percent. If it's black, if it's Black Adam and not in the, the first one, Drews is in the first one. Billy was brooding. Marvel was immature. Yeah, and we Billy might still be brooding now. He's in the movie maybe three minutes, maybe three minutes, a little more than three minutes, but yeah, maybe five, maybe five. Like he disappears in Act Two and a Half on, and he's yeah, barely in the I first. I mean, like that, like his mother had to ask him to change back to himself. Yeah, yeah. There's so much more that there's so much more that could have been done with that that they just don't. I don't know, man. It just I feel like this could have been. But again, it just has a kind of charm to it, and it's 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 not like trying to tell you take us seriously. It's no, eh, it's go for the ride. I know, but it could have been a better ride. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree. So I'm just normally I feel like a lot of the movies are like take me seriously, and I'm you're right. You're right. eh. (laughs) Who pays to rebuild a Citizens Bank Park? The <laughs> insurance yeah so the tax so the taxpayers of philadelphia say, you dave the, you pay for it we already Basically. paid to build the thing once i don't want to build it again no right yeah, nice. chewing on something behind me yeah i don't know it was i saw my I, home office in the background <laughs> yeah the comcast technology center was in one of the shots i'm like hey destroyed. there's home there's oh, the mothership right. <laughs> oh my goodness oh, yeah man. yeah i don't know okay Real quick, before we wrap this up, let's talk about the after credit scenes real quick. The first one being, of course, we talked about already. I don't think I like rides because the Final Destination movies. Oh, God. Ah. <laughs> Boo. Sorry. Okay, oh, hold on. Interesting. According to Rolling Stone, Shazam 2 cost $125 million. Round that up to $200 million after marketing. Does a $65 million opening <laughs> weekend sound bad? It uh, does they- sound bad. Yeah, well, like you would expect. Normally, they're hoping for over a hundred million dollars on opening weekend. It was tracking really bad beforehand. But I think you you said it, it was Black Adam was not great, and it I put think a bad Black Adam. Yes, I think the Black Adam performance hurts this a lot. I really do. That's that sucks because this movie deserves a little bit better than that. I don't a think it does. I don't think it does. To be honest with you, I do. I'm, I agree with John. Whoa. It only took 501 episodes. Anyway. Is, okay. So the first <laughs> after credit scene feels like it's setting up a new Justice Society. It would have been really great is if they described to us what the Justice Society was in Black Adam. But that's, wait, that's why this is part of the DC Universe, because there's no way they put his wife in this. Oh, yeah, it's gun. In here. Who, there's no way they put Gunn's wife who, in here if they weren't tying it into the main DC God, Universe. Pete Saffron is the producer. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but, but like... This, so this is going to be part like, of the DC. Are, Peter Safran is, is the producer. Is, are they going to use Justice Society in another movie and he's going to be in it? Are they going to who knows use them in Peacemaker Season 2? Like, that, I, that I don't understand because why are they using Justice Society? That's, that's supposed quite, to be the precursor to yeah, Justice but, League. But they're it's they're not supposed own, to exist They're doing the their time. own thing. So they're, they're making thing, yeah. Justice Society like the government-controlled version and the Justice League, the Batman the, gus- the government controlled version was the Suicide Squad. Like no, that was the Wetworks version. Yeah, well, these are the up yeah, front. These are the, these are the guys who do the work up front. And they now, how does this fit in with the authority and stuff like that? No one right. has answered that. I don't know. Oh, yeah, he threw in an authority joke. He did. He threw in Avengers too. The Justice Avengers. I like that. Which is funny because in the Marvel universe, DC has been mentioned quite a few times. Like they they know that there's DC Comics, but yeah. in the DC universe. They're only, they're not even hinting that basically he's basically proved that no, the Avengers aren't a thing. Marvel isn't a thing. They're just, they just made that joke. 
So where's Randy Ray, doesn't know where his Red Tornado movie is? So uh, Avengers Two: Age of Ultron. No, where's our Static Shock movie? That's what you're asking for. We should have a Static Shock um, movie by now. It's funny. Frosty says it probably won't lead to anything. I don't Frosty. know. Unfortunately, DC has a bad habit of setting things up in post-credit scenes that never pay off. That's as true. Opposed to Marvel. That um, was the joke on the second. <laughs> and I was going to. And now let's talk about the second post-credit scene. Yeah. That it's funny. I enjoyed the movie, and then that pissed me off because it was like, yeah, you promised me, Mister Mind, at the end of the last one. You didn't deliver, and now you just promised it again. Well, it's from DC. Would it? No, they didn't promise it. They, they, Mr. Mind was like, uh, yeah. and now I will tell you my stuff after I do this one more thing. Goodbye. And it's yeah. a joke. They're saying, yeah, you probably won't get this. <laughs> Even though Mr. Mind would be a, an excellent first big bad. Savannah says Marvel or uh, Shazam's arch enemy. And the first of I. I think the first movie was better, to be quite honest with you. They're making a Green Lantern Corps show, Drew. He said, where's my Sinstro? Sinstro Corps? You got to get Green, you gotta get green, you gotta get the green Lantern first. See, that's what you... Jeff Johns tried. He tried to make a Sinestro Corps before we barely had Green Lantern established. And look what happened. We got a yeah. post-credit yeah. sequence that made absolutely no sense. Yep. Yeah. Other than to DC fanboys. Guilty. But it was like, so two things about like that scene was, one, I was pissed off that I was reminded about it. And it was like, where's that going? And it's funny, my son said something brilliant earlier tonight. He's, what if they just make that the running gag at the end of every Shazam movie? That's a good point. They might do that. That would be hysterical. But again, like, we don't know if there's ever going to be another one because how do they make another one when all the... I'm on level with you. With $65 million on an opening weekend, probably not going to happen. Yeah. Who again, knows? This is... We'll see. And again, it's Sunday. We don't know what the final's actually going to be. It could be $85 million. That's still not good. <laughs> We it has to make Sunday. over $100 million for it to be viable. It may be viable. And Maybe. most movies drop after the first weekend. Most movies cost too damn much money. Let's be honest. With you. They spend way yeah. too much money to make these things. So the barrier of entry for success is super hard. And it's a shame, but you just got to make better movies, man. You just got to make better movies. Yeah, I won't disagree with that. Randy so. says... Flashpoint going to recast everyone. Yes, probably. I think that's going to That happen. would be... They got to get rid of... Ezra Miller, so probably not going to happen. Is this the first intro to the Gun Universe? I don't know. I think Flashpoint's going to be that still because the Gun Universe just got launched. It didn't even launch yet. Like, he just got hired like less than six months. There, there's their out. If this doesn't do well enough, then say Flashpoint true. destroyed it. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Flashpoint can erase all this from ever existing. Right. So Flashpoint Next. is as again always their do ex machina. It's the right? crisis. The, the crisis. Classes. DC. It's built in. Class has mm-hmm. got a good point. John Wick Four is going to. And I am very excited. Oh, kill it. I see what you did there, Dave. Nice job. Oh, did we go over what's his face from John Wick? Just, oh, yeah, just, he passed away. Just to men- mention, he was on The Wire, too, wasn't he? He was on or The something? Wire. He was on The Wire. Excuse me. I got to get his name up. Sorry. It's Lance Reddick. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did see that. I forgot the, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Dead at 60. They don't. They have no cause, or I haven't heard Shame. of cause yet. And yeah, it's extremely a shame because he was amazing. And I, by all accounts, a really nice guy. Maybe Randy says maybe they will lose Barry in the timeline and Jay Garrett will be the Flash until they find him. I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen. No. And Spartacus, oh, with the stuff that he's been Very good actor. Okay. Yeah. And Fringe, right. I remember him from Fringe, too. Yeah. Dude was shredded. And the Resident Evil. Okay. Not a geek cred. 
Yep. Oh, he was he did a voice for Legend of Vox Machina too. Oh, and then he was in like a lot of stuff. I'm sorry. The other thing I wanted to say was that the first after credit scene, Karen said him going through that list, like that joke ran too long. Yeah, I agree. She's right. Yeah. And then she was like, all that just so he could say Avengers in a DC movie, like yep. I'm like, yeah, you're what right. sucked. The post credit sequence absolutely sucked. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and again, I think they're setting up something that's not gonna pay off. So possible all right let's god it sounds like we hated this movie so let's go around and uh, give our final thoughts and and a score and john you can go first since you are the chief dc apologist i i'm giving it i'll give it a seven it's a fun time it doesn't it's not telling you to take it seriously and like jd said <clears throat> kids love it yeah it's worth watching it's not bad we're not talking Zack snyder here yeah it was a fun time it was good i would i if I hadn't seen it, I would go see it. Okay, and it's funny. I'm gonna just real say that real quick too. One of the other things about the first one they said is it's a fun movie for all ages, but there are some very horrific scenes in it. Same thing with this one. Oh yeah, people die in this. A lot of people die in this. Yes, a lot of people die. But it's still, but it's Marvel deaths, right? No blood, no nothing like that. Yeah, you don't see the heads rolling or other stuff. But I don't know. It's seven. I'd go see it. Frosty, see, Frosty pays the <clears throat> John, yes. would you fold laundry to this movie? Yes, I would watch this movie again and fold laundry to it. Thank you. Yes. Is that a masturbation joke? Oh, God, no, it's not. No, he's made I that literally fold quite... laundry. I know, it was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. <sighs> I, needed to see John, I needed to see John break. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, speaking of masturbation. Mission accomplished. <laughs> JD, your final thoughts? And it was, it's not that bad. Like The stuff that bothers me because I see the potential more than I think that they saw in this but i was entertained right i didn't have a, it wasn't boring my kid was my kid had fun for the most part i didn't love it but i didn't hate it the same that was much better than black adam which i did and i think it was better than ant-man and the wasp too that's man ant-man and the wasp quantum realm i think it was better special effects were better character stuff was better six and a half okay it's after he falls on larger warm, warm sheets oh my god warm sheets oh that's my Come new album on. <laughs> That's my smooth jazz album. Warm sheets. <laughs> I can hear the sack. That's your smooth um, jazz band like, name. Like silk stockings. <laughs> That's your jazz band name. Warm sheets. Warm JD Oliva and warm sheets. I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, all right. Go. All right. I'm gonna say this broke with DC canon the most and DC theme in the sense of the theme of you don't need here powers to be a hero. Anyone could be a hero, which is a oh, Marvel yeah. theme. You but, needed powers. Yeah versus a dc theme i'm gonna classy said a 7.5 i'm gonna echo classy i definitely would watch it again i enjoyed it it was a fun romp probably watch it again when it comes on hbo max with my son because he didn't go with me so yeah and i'm sure he's going to enjoy it it's again go and expecting a movie that doesn't take itself seriously and just try to enjoy it yes there are things that are like wonky but i don't think it's like the worst huh. you're right it's better than black adam it's got the it's same- better than justice league it's got some of the same problems the first one yeah. had. Again, too many characters, not enough time to develop them. So, yeah. Basically, but, the standard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That is it. That is our review of Shazam! Fury of the Gods. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. I have a feeling a lot of people are going to wait for HBO Max. All right. Let us go around, guys. Give our. Uh, did you have any recommendations or did you learn anything on the podcast this week? And JD, you can go first. I will go first. I think you'll have to review Twilight and some things I found out about it recently. It was never a book, is the thing about Twilight of the Superheroes. It was just this legendary pitch that Alan Moore 
throughout the DC whip. We're not doing this and throughout and somehow someone got a copy of it and it's been floating around the internet for two decades. So it's yeah. very easily findable. I don't think we'll have great numbers if we review an Alan Moore pitch that he buys on a mission doesn't like. I didn't learn a goddamn thing this week. I am reading a little book from Stephen King called It, which is funny because I actually read it when I was in college and I haven't read it since. Huh. So I wanted I read to it. I read it and guess yeah, it works so much on so many levels. I read it in college. And of course, watched the TV miniseries was one of the f- one of the things that probably impacted me as a person and a creative more than anything else. Growing up, that in Star Wars and Batman, right? The movies like that helped shape my personality. So this is something that holds a lot of uh, holds a lot of holds a big place in my heart. We'll just say it like that. And now reading it with the eye, the perspective of a middle aged man, it's hitting me differently. The book is better. But I'm trying to remember why the book is better. Because again, when you've read a book like almost 20, ooh, 20 years ago, you know, yeah. don't really you remember the beats. You don't remember like the stuff. And I'll tell you what, the first chapter was really hard to get through as the dad of a six-year-old. It was hard yeah. not to see Andy in Georgie, right? So when he gets his arm eaten, it hit me in a different way this time around. So yeah. that's good. And like when I read the book, I identified more with the kids. Cause again, I had just come out of childhood. Now uh-huh. I'm reading it and I'm identifying more with the adults looking back on their childhood. So the older I get, the more I appreciate this and think that it is one of the best pieces of fiction of the 20th century, something I've always maintained. And I anticipate that when I finish it this time around, I'll feel the same way. All right, please, John, John, you're muted. John, you are muted. Except for that one scene. Except for that what one. What one scene? It never happened. Okay, just so we're on the Hey man, here's page. the thing about here's the thing about 80s King. <laughs> super problematic. Like heart in the right place with everything. Super, super problematic with things. I love the Dark Tower, but it is very hard to read the Odetta Walker scenes in Drawing of Three. They I don't think they aged well at the time. They weren't aged appropriately at the time. You read them in 2022 years or 2023 years, you're like, yeah, old king, hard. But yeah, I recommend the Wolfstone Saga. Funny you should mention that, Drew, because next (laughs) month, Wolfstone Saga will be for sale at all finer online retailers for only 99 cents a piece. So you can get this brand new trilogy, which I'm finally releasing to the public at large. For $3, for three big-ass books, you can listen to me kill John only once. He only dies in the one book, so I couldn't get away with killing him three times in the same series. Thought it would be a bit much. But yes, John does die in this, and it's probably his best death. So when that book comes out, you will hear, you think, I thought Harvest Moon was the best work of fiction. That's my. Those are my other books. I like Harvest Moon. That's my first book. It's like my first book, so it's like I look back and I'm like, I could have done this better. I look back and I say, I could do better. I'm a better writer now, but it's special to me. All right, John. John. I am still working my way through Patricia Briggs. I forgot that she had a second series. It's fun when authors do two sets of main characters, and so you have two of books, and they the history interleaves. I love so, that. So, like, stuff that happens in one you're reading the other and you're like, oh, they just mentioned that happened here and now I need a map. But Patricia Briggs did that. The Alpha and Omega series is a follow-up to them. She started writing the novels on each series, that one and the Mercy Thompson series at the same time. Like she'd do one and then the other. And so now I'm, I should have read them in order, but I didn't. So now I'm reading the Alpha and Omega series. I'm like, oh yeah, that referenced this book with back when that happened. And so Urban Fantasy? Yeah, urban fantasy, but good stuff. I like urban fantasy. I write urban fantasy. It touches the line between good 
regular urban fantasy and the romance urban fantasy mm. genre, but that's okay. It only touches that line, but the rest is just really good storytelling and really good characters and really interesting plots. So, that sounds cool. you know, All yeah, right. it is good. Okay. Oh. And I didn't learn anything. What? I learned that Randy needs warm sheets to masturbate. Look, no. Doesn't. No, we don't need to go there. Let's not. Cold Let's... sheets are cold on your butt. Yeah, Please don't hold off those jokes. This is true. I oh, also learned. We got a plug, Dave. I think we need to, speaking of Randy, we got a plug that we need to read. <laughs> Randy says, I recommend people go listen to the Cult 45 podcast in our new episode, Dogma. Ooh, I do want to listen to that. Ooh. I'm going to watch that one. Drew recommends The Last of Us. Dave would hate it. Yeah, I guarantee. I'm over zombies, so I've been over zombies for quite some time. I know these are fungi zombies, but they're still zombies. I also have learned that JD has a lot of... Oops, I left the comment up. Oh, wait. Oh, where can I listen to Cult 45? Frosty wants to know. Finer podcasting platforms everywhere. Yes, and they were live on Twitch yesterday. Oh, I can't get into Twitch. Mm. What did you learn about me? What did I do? I learned <laughs> what did you did now? that you have a lot of great insights. And people man. should subscribe right now so they can continue to hear those great insights every week. Yes. Nice. I concur. I also will recommend that you go over to SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media at the top of the page and comic book reviews by our good friend Kristen. And I also am going to recommend that you go watch John Wick Chapter 4 because even though John is not going to be here, I know JD and I are both excited for this movie. So, so wait, Are I... we reviewing John Wick next week? This is news. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Twist my arm. I know I, I didn't have it... to like twist your arm to go see that one is there but, anything i'm gonna to have to see for the next episode after so, that let's be real there's i'm we, shocked i'm shocked you guys didn't make me go watch dungeons and dragons <gasps> i didn't even realize that was out yet there's like just bought no i have like to go andy that. asked about that andy goes dungeons and dragons that's the one about the thieves we have to go see that and i'm like how have i not how have i not been told to go see this movie yet damn it oh, that's why I I, when is it out it's, 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 it's good it's good everything i've heard about it Everybody loves it. It is is finally the Dungeons and Dragons movie we've been waiting since Dead Gentlemen. It is, is it like, making money because I don't think it had a very good marketing campaign. There's a bunch of people in the comments going, "It's out." Yeah. That's Wizards of the Coast. They suck these days. They really suck. But this movie was done well. Let's, you let's, got let's, to see this movie. Okay, let's do this. Let's do John Wick next week, and then the following week when John O'Grady is back, we'll do Dungeons and Dragons. All right, that works. Okay. We're going to see a lot of movies this year, guys. There's a lot of good stuff coming out. Just freaking March. Hey, hold on. I was at the theater. It was literally at my theater today. Yeah, I remember seeing it at, the, at my theater, too. Yeah, every, see, so that's wait, the problem. Mark, that's is the it? Problem. It was at my theater. It was the next It was the next screen over from me. Yeah, it was in, it was in Regal. I saw, oh, I, Amazon like, Prime members get an advanced screening. Oh, okay, I didn't realize that. Uh, that still gives us two weeks. Two, when does it come out, then? Oh, pre-sale. Oh, March wow, that's right, because I remember seeing it there. March 3rd. March 31st. March 31st. So, that, works, that works out. That works. That works. It still works yep. within with your suggested time frame. That works. Yep. All right. I'm not wrong. All Come right. We're in for it. Yep. So on that note, boys Certainly. and girls, as always, thanks for watching. And don't let your cape go out in the door. Have a good week.